the the dog den sports podcast wednesday edition and want to know what we're in the studio feeling good up it's 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 off the week is off to a good start honestly and um john why is the week off to a good start for you especially oh, oh there's many reasons there's so there's <laughs> i could go on and on and anyway, i i might actually might go on and on about why my week's off to such a great start we can start off with monday um not not in the conventional way that you'd be thinking on your monday but it all started rolling with flag football period seven and Phil Cohen's um, physical education class, and I was a little stressed. Um, I didn't know like quite what my team would be going into the school-wide tournament, and now I've got a nice squad. Um, I've got my boy David. I've got <clears throat> some lovely ladies on my team that are been making some con- contribute contributing. They've been they've been contributing, and you know. Dave and I, we were clicking. It was kind of like an Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams type connection there Who's QB? early on. David. Oh, so you're um, Devontae Adams. Yeah. But we were running some trick plays. Um, he did, like, I did a little jet sweep to pitch it back to me. He goes all, right, all the way around, hit him for, like, a 50-yard bomb off the one. My team runs that play, too, yeah, when I'm at one. QB because I'm cubes. Yeah. Um, And we call that play old 98. Oh, okay. And uh, shout-out Emily for coming up with that from an old TV show. She came up with the play name. Oh, but, her. you know, we also, uh, my team has some weapons, too. We're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. I mean, uh, I actually have to come at Phil Cohen for a little bit. Kind of a lot of bad calls the first game directed on our team. It was, it was a witch hunt. It wow. was a witch hunt. And we got a loss. Then we bounced back with a tie, me and Jacob. Uh, you might see him on a Dog Den vlog. Finding our groove. He's our deep threat. But then we found our secret weapon. And her name's Willa. And, oh, so Jake goes deep. We got Willa in the flat. And she juked out so many dudes and had a two-touchdown game. Wow. You know, defense is a little lacking because we're basically two-man defense. I mean, so so is me and David and I. But, you know, we in our two-game slate that we played together, 2-0, and of course. You know, we don't take losses here. And uh, three pick-six between the both of us. David actually had... Two pick sixes on back-to-back plays, and we are the only... Actually, shout-out to Lainey Gagnon. Absolute go. She's our stud linebacker. She doesn't miss a tackle. She doesn't. She doesn't. She just will never... You'll never see that. You'll never see her miss a flag, and she's just automatic. She's automatic. She gets the job done. We got David and I lurking over the top, and we're menace. Our defense really came together yesterday, and it helped us go 2-0 on the day. Well, I think I think my team just needed a little motivation at first, and mm-hmm. our our defense came together. I mean, our tie uh, is gonna is gonna get off our record because we're resuming the game last time because we only had a four minute game. Okay. So we tied, um, and we actually start with the ball on the one yard line because his time expired. I hit Jacob for about an eighty yard pass. The field's only fifty yards. Yeah, but like if you thought about it on a field, for for like, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Anyway, um, I think your mask still I, might be a little. Off I kind of, I kind of want to shout out myself. Oh my god, so I had, so humble. I had three interceptions and two pick sixes in one game, and oh, one of my picks it was a low ball, caught it on my fingertips, probably five centimeters from the ground, and brought it to the house. 
went under review from Cohen too, and oh, I brought oh, it. Oh, it was definitely not a pick. I then. brought it. I brought that's, it to the house. That's, that thing was definitely all over the ground. You can ask. You can ask Jacob. It was clean. It was clear as daylight. But um, my QB skills. I did throw a couple. I threw a couple picks on deep shots. Got it. But my defense is there, and I I'm I can just, I can prove with the way I'm playing. If we do run into each other in the school wide turn, you can't make mistakes like that again. I, ho- I hope we do. I hope we do. I, I mean, hope we do too. We still have that two, would be great. Content. We still have we still have two more classes. Oh, till, I know. Two more classes. I'll be six and zero by then. Me and my team, and we'll have all the momentum going to the tournament. And I'm just letting you know, you make mistakes against a team like us, and uh, the other team's gonna trouble. pay. Could be trouble. Could be trouble. And you know, we do force mistakes to happen. Got two ball hawks back there at safety. Oh, of course. Got prime camp chancellor and Earl Thomas back there. So, you know, be beware, beware. That's all I Big can say. Big Seahawks fan. No, Big just C- a good, just a good reference. Well, okay. Jaquiski so, Tartan, so Jimmy Ward. That Jimmy is, Ward. Oh, transition. That is that is early Monday slate. But John, let's get into your late Monday. Yeah, night. Yeah. Well, you just ruined my transition. I didn't ruin your transition. You just so ruined it. I mean, I won with the Jaquiski Tarr and Jimmy Ward reference. Hence, Jimmy Ward, two picks in the first quarter. Hence, the perfect transition into Monday Night Football last night. Hence, the other reason why I'm off to such a great start. I won't, I'm not I'm not to the other reasons yet, but this is the number reason number two of my great start to the week, and that is my Niners. I mean... We own the Rams. Wait, I we have dominate a, the I Rams. Have, I have a disclosure. Debo. I have a disclosure for all the listeners right now. Oh this God. is going to be very biased. It's and not it's, biased. It's, it's okay. Facts. It's no, okay. No, you know what? It's okay. It's, it's going to be biased. biased, and it's okay. Let John have his time. Niners played a great game. Go on about the game. Talking about let me have my time. You're just gabbing away. Not, not biased. Not biased. Facts. Five no. Last time. Five. five last five. Debo Samuel is 5-0 against the Rams in his career, or something like that. Whatever, 5-0 in the last five games. Debo Samuel is Aaron Donald's daddy. His daddy is father. So is Daniel Brunskill. Daniel Brunskill, Daddy Brunskill, that's what they call him, Daddy Brunskill, our right guard. Um, he just dominates Aaron Donald. He dominates him in the trenches, and he very much, it's hard to stop Aaron Donald. He doesn't stop him, but he contains him. Limits him. He limits and contains him, and that's all he needs to do. And all Jimmy needs is that tiny little window to get the ball to Debo and Georgie, and there you go. And that that's a 31 to 10 win. Um, not to mention the Rams getting bailed by many, 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 many holding penalties. You know, Kwan Williams' butt pick was going to be legendary. Should have been one of the greatest picks of all time, but that was negated due to a holding. I'm doing air quotes. A holding, a defensive holding call. Which was a little iffy, but you know it's hard to get mad at that when you're already dominating such a inferior football team and football program. So, you know that that's really it. It just really put a smile on my face to watch my Niners go to work. Looked a lot like the 2019 Niners. Looked a lot like the Super Bowl Niners, and it was just it was good. I feel something cooking. I I'm stirring it up. I feel something cooking. I feel good. I feel great. And yeah. What are your thoughts on the game? I mean, I pretty much hit it all well, right in the head. Well, first, um, you did say that after the Bears game. Oh, wait, I have one, one other and thing I'm, to say. Okay, let's go on. Sorry. I, I got on Kyle Shanahan on the last podcast a little bit, and I would like to – I'm still kind of mad at I you. I wouldn't apologize. I'm still, no, no, oh, oh, 
Just let me finish. I'm still mad at you, Kyle. I'm still mad of what you've done in previous games. But all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is a little tough love could be good sometimes. I know you're a big listener probably. I mean, who isn't? But that was a masterpiece of a game um, of play calling. It was just a, a pure masterpiece. The game plan was on point. It was perfect, and it set the tone for the entire game. The Rams couldn't hang. They couldn't stop the run. And shout out to D'Amico Ryans, too, who I, I also was pooping on him a little bit. He, uh, he called a great, 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 great defensive game. That's all. I'll keep it up against Jacksonville. If we're in a close game against Jacksonville or lose, I will lose my mind. Don't give me this hope and then do that. That now you can go. Well, they they did do that against the Bears. They gave you some hope, and then you went off to lose to Colt McCoy. Yeah. Um. Second off, I hope that doesn't happen. I me like too. when you're happy watching your Niners. Yeah, you know. Me too. Um. I I guess I would say I'm I would say I'm one eighth Niners fan. Like when it comes to non Giants, because because of you. Yeah, I mean, that, you should um, be. And then the other goes to the Bears and Ugh. and um Ugh. whatever team Marcus Mariota's on. <laughs> Second off, um, like you said, play calling was great, and um, I know the beef between Aaron Donald and Debo was like always something fun to watch. But what I really found funny was that now he can really talk his uh talk his junk because um he was running the ball. Yes. They had him in the backfield, and he was yes. he was chooching down the field. Yes, he's basically the best player in the NFL. He Elijah is... Mitchell who? Well, Elijah Mitchell's a dog. Don't get that. Also, another thing. If you guys don't know the whole backstory between Debo Samuel and Aaron Donald, this was what the second time we played them last year. We dogged them again, and Debo Samuel went off. They, they got him involved. It was his... Best game of his career thus far against the Rams last year. He had 12 catches. He was getting jet sweeps. He was getting carries. All that stuff against the Rams last year, just like this year. And in a press conference, um, one of the reporters asked Aaron Donald, you know, what what their game plan going into the game was to stop Debo Samuel. And Aaron Donald goes, "Who?" He said, "Who?" You know, and that boiled Debo's, that boiled his bubbles a little bit. Spoiling your bubbles. Yeah, it is. That's just straight up disrespect to one of the best players in the league. And Debo, I don't know if you guys have seen this clip, but there's a clip of Aaron Donald down on the Niners, like way back with their old uniforms, back when they were the St. Louis Rams, slamming his helmet on the ground and gets ejected from the game. Debo tweets that clip with the like crying laughing face emoji. And that's all he did. That's all he did. That's all his response was, and it was perfect. And he's just a legend. I might have a little bit of a man crush on him just just because he's that much of a goat. That's the backstory on it. Definitely his best season yet this oh, year. Oh, yeah, he's just starting to come into his own. And uh, hopefully this is more for Debo Samuel to come. I mean, we've just – I mean, he's almost at 1,000 yards through 10 games and has – However many times. I mean, he's just amazing. He's amazing. That's all. Anything else to add? Jim? Niners game? Not really. I mean, we basically covered it all. I'm, I'm really happy I saw Sean McVay uh, lose, oh especially especially that oh fake field God. goal. That, I was that was so my funny. That I was so funny. They That, honestly, is where they lost the game. They were down 21-7. to They could have gone to the half 21-10. All they needed to do is get a stop out of half, which they did. 
And then they had, like, two drops on third down. I don't know. Sean McVay, Sean McVay was, you know, like, shivering in his boots. Like, he, he had no clue what to do. Sean McVay is a beta male to Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is his father. Out, out calls him, out play calls him in every game of their um, matchups together. I mean, obviously, Sean McVay is a great coach, but Shanny's got his number. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that was premature. You take your three, and it's still a game going into oh halftime. He just—he was—he had no clue what to do. He was—he was lost. And the Niners read that beautifully. On top of it, oh, sh- they saw dude. it coming from a mile away. Shout out DJ Jones, that three hundred like fifty some odd pound man, six feet meat, like just hunk of meat, chased him down. Read the that—that's huge, huge, massive play from DJ Jones. What a legend. And um, I say we go into this week's slate for NFL games. Wait, no, I'm not done with why my week's so good. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so the Monday continues, apparently. No, the Monday doesn't continue. Tuesday comes around. So here we go, Tuesday. Um, so I was, you know, I had a lot coming up in this upcoming slate of school today, and I like what? Give them the deets. I had some. I had a Chinese quiz, ace that. I had an English quiz, ace that. Ten out of ten. Move on to econ. You know, that was all right. No no quiz there. We got a test next Thursday. Moving to math. I'm like 98% sure that I got a 98% on that one. Pretty sure I aced that one, you know. And that was a test. It was just, yeah, I just feel like I killed it today. I feel like I executed perfectly. I feel like this is your week. Yeah, it might be my week. And guess what? Next week's going to be my week, too, because we got two half days and then no school. Well, this week also continues because um I'm gonna let the Dog Den podcast That's listeners in on about. a little on a little insight. So you're gonna be listening to this on Wednesday, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, these guys already recorded after school today, and this is a great podcast." Well, wanna know what? This is Tuesday at 5:32 p.m. Because wanna yeah. know why? Tomorrow, us and the Dog Den crew are going. To uh, Gamble Pavilion. Gamble Pavilion to watch LIU UConn courtside. Yeah, it's gonna be. What do you say? How do you say it again, Jim? How, what is it? It's gonna be absolutely electric. Eh, lacking energy. Anyway. <laughs> wait, wait. We're gonna get the anyway. camera rolling, but then you're like, oh yes, another dog den vlog. I don't think you're ready, cause Saturday. John, you oh take this God. one. Saturday, we got it going. We're going to the sun. <clears throat> what the sun, Mohegan what sun, sun, you asked? The Mohegan Sun. We're going to the Mohegan Sun, and guess what we're watching? We're watching UNC Purdue and Nova. Who does Nova play? Tennessee, I believe. Nova, Tennessee. We've got three ranked teams, and there's Tennessee ranked? I don't know. I know I know. Nova, um, Purdue, and UNC are all ranked. Um, two top ten teams, UNC in the top 20. It's a masterful slate of games for the, it's like the Hall of Fame Classic at Mohegan Sun. Yeah, Hall of Fame Classic tip-off games. Yes, this is, as Jim would say, absolutely electric. It it really is, and I am just, I'm fired up. I've never seen my Tar Heels play in real life. I mean, obviously, with them being, you know, pretty far away, I haven't been able to make it to many games. It's uh. You know, I'm very, I'm very excited for this. Shout out to Jim. This is his birthday present to me. A little premature. It's all right. Very though. premature. It's all right though. It's a, it's a matter of three months, but you know, I saw it and I couldn't pass it up. You got to pounce it. on opportunities. Like yeah. These. And um, John, do you think you might cry when you see the Tar Heel Blue run out? I might cry if they lose. 
I might throw a fit right there because I didn't come. I, <laughs> you're not I'm going. Not, you're not going for that 25 minute drive to see them lose. No, I'm not. There's no shot. We're beating the brakes out of Purdue. Heard it here first. Bull, that's a bull prediction right there. That's getting posted on Instagram. That's actually no, it's not. Every time I do one with my teams, they lose. Don't worry, I'll make it. No, no, no. We're not doing it at all. We're just keeping on the down low. It's bold in my head. Okay, a little Tennessee over, little Tennessee over Villanova. Yeah, maybe. So um, Nova's pretty good. Though. Also, good in the college so basketball that. world, we got the uh, Gavit tip-off games coming up. What do we got on that that slate? Huh. I'm mentioning it because we got a little St. John's, Indiana, <laughs> tomorrow night at nine. Johnny's Red Storm. Johnny's Johnny's got a few uh few votes to get in there. Oh, a few votes, just just like normal. We got four. We got four. Hey, you got to start somewhere. We're two games in. Yeah. And we've played the worst team in college basketball, and we've played St. Peter's. Actually, UConn played the worst team in college basketball. They played Central Connecticut. Not in the AP polls. Really? Mississippi State Valley. That's a, They're worse than Central Connecticut. 354 out of 354. Damn. Yep. And Mike Anderson in the preseason said St. John's doesn't have a cupcakes like regular like out of conference schedule this year, which I found pretty funny. But, but they, they do. don't. But they do. They don't. They do. They don't. They have one hard game against who? We have two hard games against who? Uh, Indiana huh. and Kansas. All right. Well. You know, well, I mean, we, we'll talk more college basketball as the season progresses oh, a little also, bit. We're only a weekend. One right more. Now. We got to mention the Duke thing. Um, no, the like the first big upset happened. It was a uh, Marquette upset oh, Illinois, yeah. number yeah. ten in the country. So I feel like a thing we should do with college basketball on the Wednesday episodes is uh kind of go through the upsets of the week. Yeah, definitely. And the teams coming up. And so we're going to delve into college basketball more, like, once the season gets rolling. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about that Illinois game, um, I think they're, like, immensely overrated. Not because they just got upset, but they, this team, they're still ranking them where they were ranked last year. And, yeah, they didn't lose Kofi Cockburn, but they did lose Ayo Dusomu. And... You, you don't lose your point guard and not get worse. You don't lose your All-American point guard and not get worse. It's just that simple. You don't lose a ca- type caliber player. And they're going to they're gonna be worse. They're still going to be good. They still have, you know, an All-American center. But it's it's going to be tough sledding for them. And they definitely should have won that game against Marquette. But I, I think they came into the season slightly overrated. I agree. I agree. That's that, but like Jim said, we'll 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 get more into the college. But oh, the Duke thing. Apparently, like Mike Chizetsky's son was um or grandson is on the team, and he was drunk driving with Pablo Banchero, and Pablo is their best player. He's their star, five star recruit, projected like number one overall pick in the draft, and they're in some trouble. They're in some trouble right now. So. Not a good look for Duke, per usual. We Not a what, good look for Mike in his last season. Yeah, we. I mean, we know what type of program there is. I wouldn't be surprised if some dirt gets dug up against him. Um, you know, Duke, puke, Duke, Dukey, you know, whatever. <laughs> D-O-O-K. Okay. Scum. Okay, we get it. We got it. Anyway, <clears throat> what were we going to talk about, football or something? Yeah, the NFL slate this week. Um, 
Thursday night game actually interests me. It's Patriots-Falcons. I mean, talk about the Patriots, man. They are they are going good. They are. They're strong. They look and great. Well, I know who I'm a big fan of. KB, Kendrick Bourne. Oh, you're a big fan of KB. Oh. I do like him. Everyone should. Everyone should. I mean, he's a hard guy to dislike, wouldn't but, you say? Yeah, of course I'd say that. But, I mean, he's my boy. He's my boy. KB, my boy. Anyway, I think... I think the Falcons could potentially bounce back from a devastating loss. I mean that. I mean the Falcons aren't a great team, but how they played against the Cowboys just does not represent what they are. Yeah, they got ran over, and I don't know. I think it's it's gonna be tough until Calvin Ridley gets back. His his earliest return date is Week Twelve, which would be next week. They still have they got a rough game this week against the Patriots. I don't know. It's tough for them. I don't know how I feel about that team. They were expected to be terrible. They're exceeding everyone's expectations, but they've they're just so on and off. It's crazy. They're so they're so on and off. And um, there's uh, yeah. I totally agree. There's a few more games I'd like to discuss in this upcoming slate. Um, one game that interests me is um, Washington Panthers with Cam Newton starting at quarterback. Mm. I mean, you talk about your childhood. <laughs> We were sitting on or the your mid twenties. We were sitting on the couch, and we watched Cam Newton come in and get that rushing touchdown, and it was, it was, it was awesome. It that's just you know nostalgic. It is nostalgic. I just got so many flashbacks. I mean, like him or don't, it's just he's he's a he's like a cool guy. He he is he's honestly a cool guy, and and you could like yeah like he's cocky yeah he's got an ego he, he deserves to. He deserves to have an ego. He was nothing, and now he was one of the greatest college football players of all time. Then he was an MVP. He was well, he was nothing. Heisman winner, number one overall draft pick, MVP, and people still and they hate went back on to him. Nothing. People still think he's not successful. How could you say that? How could you even like begin to think that? What I like about Cam Newton is he didn't lose that. He didn't lose that like edge. edge. Yeah. He he saw that chip on his shoulder as he should. And um. All I can say is, he's back. He's back, and he looks great in that Carolina blue. And um, that's a good game against Washington, who just had a big upset against the Bucks. Yeah, it is. That is, I mean, I mean, Taylor Heineke's Tom Brady's kryptonite. I mean, they almost pulled off that win in the wild card game last year. Heineke got his revenge. Apparently, you know, it's kind of like he's like Jesus when he plays the Bucks. I guess. I don't know. He's pretty average to bad against every other team in the NFL but all of a sudden you play Tom Brady and the Bucks and you're you're a legend so good for him huge win who even knows when Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna be back I think that'll help that team I mean you look what he did with the Dolphins last year and like similar situation similar team a lot of a lot of talent a lot of promise and I I don't believe Fitzpatrick will come back and replace Heineke this season I don't even know if he's injured. Not like I, I don't. I don't know what the deal is. Um. Another game: Bengals Raiders. Two teams that have like sort Started of been hot, falling off down. a little bit. Yeah. I mean Raiders. They just played a game that they could have won. Yeah. They. They. That was. That was. The Chiefs are back. Definitely for sure. <laughs> 
What, what I just got proposed the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, had to say, I just got proposed the worst fantasy football trade of all time. Frank, honestly, he's starting to annoy me with these trades. They're terrible. They are straight blasphemy. He just like I don't know how stupid he thinks I am, but like I do run a sports page. I do talk about sports for 40 minutes twice a week every week, but he's still gonna send me a trade offer that is. Jalen Hurts, OBJ, and Emmanuel Sanders for my Jerry, Judy, Debo, and Ryan Tannehill. And if you think I'm trading Debo Samuel for, like, OBJ and, like... E- and Emmanuel Sanders, they oh won't combine for what Debo gets. Like, that is blasphemous. And with the way Ryan Tannehill's been throwing the ball more and more yeah. and more, like, he it's... Looks, Ryan Tannehill looks so good lately. Okay, yeah. so that's just a stupid trade. I mean, that, that brought yeah. a little light to the show. That, that was just, fun. That, like, that was fun. That, oh, my God. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get over that. Let him, let him know tonight. Oh, I'm going to let him know. Dude. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know. It's Chiefs, Raiders. Chiefs. Chiefs looked great. It was Bengals, Raiders. I know, but last week, Chiefs, Chiefs oh, dominated yeah. the Raiders. I, I just need to say something to Derek Carr. Throw Darren Waller the ball. This is not because he's on my fantasy team. This is not because of any of that. This is because he's your best weapon. He's the best player on the team, and you're not throwing them, him the ball. And it's not because he's not open. He's open. And when there's players that type of caliber, one, they do get open. Two, you have to find them. You have to look for them. I watched the game on Sunday, and he doesn't even look Darren Waller's direction half the time. The Raiders are just like using him as a decoy now. I, it makes no sense to me, and clearly it's not working as they put up 14 points. Also, Derek Carr was god-awful in that game. He threw some balls that made me want to cry. Turning point of the game to me was there was a third down, and they had Brian Edwards coming on like a deep comeback, and they had... Um, Darren Waller running like a zig route and over the middle of the field. And Darren Waller got butt naked. Derek Carr had like the tiniest bit of pressure on him. It was like third and sixth. Darren Waller was wide open right at the sticks. And he forces it to Brian Edwards, who wasn't open at all. Didn't even look at any other read. And that was it. That that was the point, the turning point of the game where they lost all momentum. And they didn't score after that. So it's just. I have a, I have a little stat for you. Alright, hit me. Um, the games that the Raiders have won, just um here are uh the fantasy points from Darren Waller. Hundred five yards touchdown twenty six point five. Sixty five yards eleven point five. Fifty four yards ten point four. Um I mean Chicago, they just were there was a run heavy game. Forty five eight point five. And the other games, I mean he's putting up decent numbers, but barely breaking 10 yeah so and um first week first week probably their best game all year against Mm -hmm. the ravens 19 targets he has only had one game over Over 10 targets again and that was against the giants like that bugs me so much and that the giants as a giants fan that's a game the raiders should have won if Derek carr didn't throw that pick six the raiders were going to win that game oh yeah Derek carr i don't know he's so streaky he's got all the talent in the world but i just think he's not he doesn't have it in his head to be – he's not – it's just you either have or you don't. And sometimes I watch him and I'm like, damn, that's a great throw. Only a select few guys in the league can make that throw. And then I'm like, damn, you got to be stupid 
to make that throw, to make that read. Like, or even just, attempt to throw that ball. Like, oh, my God. It's just he's so on and off. It's crazy. He makes so many poor choices, and he makes so many great throws, and it's just you, you, you need consistency in the NFL. You need consistency. That's how you win games. Inconsistent, you're, you're going to win some, and you're going to lose some. You want to win. Win, win, win. Obviously, you're going to lose some games, but you don't want to be around 500. It's just Derek Carr, very, you know, he's annoying me. He's annoying. Pissing me off a little bit. And I got uh, I got two more games that are catching my eye for this week's slate, and uh, I think this is this is obviously the game of the week. I think it's going to be the most fun game of the week to watch also. Niners-Jags? No. Uh, it's my, uh, my, my game of the week. Cowboys-Chiefs. Oh, yeah. That should be interesting. That's going to start, like, I'm going to see so many Instagram posts. I'm going to see, like, Stephen A. Smith say whoever wins the game is going to win the Super Bowl. All that stuff. I don't know. It's so, like. No, not from Stephen A. Smith because it's the Cowboys. He's he's had them as his Super Bowl favorites, like, the last couple weeks. Like, I followed the dude on Instagram, and he's, like, he gets so happy when they lose, and now, like, they're his Super Bowl favorites, and then. They lose last week, and now who did he change it to? He changed it to the Patriots. Now it's the Patriots. They didn't he lose last week. They lost two weeks ago. That's what I mean. He 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 picks whatever the hottest team in the NFL is and says they're the Super Bowl favorites. Like, Don't you understand that teams get hot and they get cold and there's an up and down? and I don't know. It just seems pretty naive for some guy who's been in sports for 20-some-odd years. And I'm sitting here, a 17 year old, and I just know he looks goofy. <laughs> goofy. Um, this is gonna be a fun game. I mean, Dak Prescott versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what more QB action do you need to see in a game? Yeah, it is. Tyreek Hill, CD Lamb. It's just gonna be a fun offensive powerhouse game. Yeah, hopefully. I feel like sometimes these games that we expect to go for like seventy total points, I mean, they end up like with like twenty total points. Look and at it's just a terrible. Look game. at Seahawks Packers. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes it's just. I mean, the Seahawks Packers. I understand. Like I still th- like if the Chiefs keep any momentum that they built on Sunday night, it's gonna be scary for the rest of the league because. Patty Mahomes looked excellent. He looked like MVP. Over 400 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Excellent. Um, Almost 40 fantasy points. He was at 39. Tyreek Hill was cooking. Travis Kelsey was getting involved. That's what they have to do. They got the ground game going, which helped Patty Mahomes so much. Daryl Williams is very talented. Even though your starter's out, I think Daryl Williams might be better. But even if he's not, in Andy Reid's mind, he's still a very serviceable talented good running back that can get the job done and you saw that last night when he actually committed to the run a little bit and got him involved it opened everything up for the whole offense and they just smoked the Raiders smoked them made them look stupid I mean the Ra- and the Chiefs defense played pretty good even though um, a lot of it was self-inflicted by the Raiders I mean um the Raiders had no no answer for Tyreek Hill Oh, no. Nothing. Tyreek Hill so, eats them up. So does Kelsey. They just always dominate the Raiders. And so, past that game, wh- I wasn't going to mention it, but then it caught my eye. You know, I was like, hmm. Oh, did it? Hmm. Did it catch your eye? Cardinal Seahawks. Hmm. I mean, I think Kyler's going to be back, Baby Yoda, this it's week. Still, it's still up in the air. I don't know if, he's, if they're being cautious or he's being a wimp. Or maybe neither. I, I don't know. I, I actually I like to retract my statement. 
the dude never missed an NFL start in his career until whatever, since he missed the game against the Niners a couple weeks ago. So he is tough. He is tough. And they've, they especially with how a, often he gets hit. Yeah. They have breathing room. So I guess, I guess it makes sense, but I think they do whatever it takes to get him back in this divisional matchup. Because this is a big one. I mean, you got the Niners heating up. Yeah. You have the Rams. I mean, they got Cooling lucky. Down. They got lucky with that loss. But I think they'll heat back up again. Like you said, teams get hot, get cold. They all the Rams also have probably the most perfect, perfectly timed bye week. And perfect. now, and now we have the Seahawks with Russell Wilson back. So in the NFC West, this is no time. To like sleep, you got to get your guy in there to try to win the game. This is it. This last slate, um, the last set of divisional matchups in this division is gonna be be everything. And the Niners, I actually like their schedule moving forward. I'm not gonna say it's easy, but it, like I don't want to say that because it might you know bite me in the butt. But I'll think it. I basically just said it, but I didn't really you, say you, it. You said it. But you know the out of <laughs> you, you said it out of divisional. Division schedule is looking pretty good. So, I don't know. I think if the Seahawks lose this week against the Cardinals, it could just really make make it so, so hard for them to make the playoffs. So, I'd love to see that, honestly. But I also wouldn't hate to see the Seahawks win and, you know, level everything out. I mean, I think your upcoming schedule is a little hot and cold. We've got, like, the Titans. You, got, you got the Jaguars. And you got a Vikings team who's not necessarily playing bad. No, they're not bad, but they always choke. You got I'm confident the in that. You got the Bengals. Who they I don't I, scare me. Falcons. Don't scare me. Titans. Don't scare me. Texans and the Rams. Light work. Both those teams. Alright. Alright. Um that's what we got for the NFL slate. Uh, I said we get into a quick recap of how the NBA has tipped off yeah, this please. season. I actually let's talk some ball. Let's talk some ball, please. Um, please. hottest player in the NBA right now? Do you know? Do you know the answer? Actually, there's two correct answers. Um, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Exactly. Who Shout am I biased to Paul for? George too. Paul George is doing a really good job carrying that Clippers team right now. Yeah, he's he's doing a hell of a job. He's putting in a lot of work. Um, things that are scary in the NBA right now, Luka's a little out of shape. Yeah, Luka hasn't been looking great. He did hit that game winner against the Celtics, which was cold, but he's, uh, he's been up and down. Michael Porter Jr. is not playing good. Like, there's so many dudes, they changed the balls, if you, if you didn't know. They changed the basketballs that we're using, and I think they switched from, like, Spalding to Wilson or something like that. And a lot of players are complaining about it, and a lot of dudes are shooting terribly. Like Damian Lillard, one of the best shooters in the league, is shooting like 30% from the field. It's crazy to see. And some people, I think we're really going to see who's like really that, like those guys who just aren't affected at all. Like Paul George. Got all this slander, but people are just so dumb and so like indulged in recency bias. They just don't know. And now everyone's like, "Oh, Paul George! Oh, Paul George for MVP!" It's like make up your mind. You're either with him or you're not. Like, please make up your mind because I've been with him since he was on the Pacers in 2013. So just let's go. Get I've it never, together, people. I've never 
like the Paul George slander. I mean, how he was playing, and then he had one of the most gruesome NBA injuries mm-hmm. live. Um, it's just horrible to see people give him hate. I mean, I did. I'll, I'll be honest. I thought the pandemic P was pretty funny, and the playoff P. But you know, he guys like that bounce back. And I also got to touch on the basketball situation. I find that to be a lousy excuse. Oh, me too. Because you look at it. This was announced before last season. Oh, yeah. Or close to it. So, all this offseason, we're not... They're in the NBA. They have access. They're going to be playing with the new balls in practice. And if you are an elite player, you can... You're going to be able to shoot. I mean, all those years growing up in AAU and college and... In high school, dude, you use every a different ball's ball. different. You use a different ball every game, and it's just like you get so used. To, it's like rich people when they lose their money. It's like they're so used to having Mercedes and and their own cooks, and then oh, they invest in the wrong thing, they're bankrupt. Now they're driving like a Honda, and Hondas are nice as hell now. But you get my point. Well, here's here's my thing. And it's not these balls are in no way, shape, or form bad basketballs. They're they're being used by the NBA. You look you look at the true stars of the league this year. Mm-hmm. They're not being affected. Steph Curry. Yeah, the two best players. Kevin in the Durant not affected. Mm-hmm. I mean, Giannis not affected. I mean, he's not a shooter, but want to know what? He's making more shots this year than he ever really has. Yeah. He's making his free throws. He's hitting some threes. And then, oh, it just annoys me, man. James Harden, I mean, he's only struggling because of the foul calls. He's still knocking down threes like it's nothing. Yeah, I think the Harden will be, he'll he'll be fine, definitely. He's starting to pick it up a little bit more. His problem is, like, I see all the calls that are, like, controversial. Yeah, he's getting fouled on him, but the reason he's not getting the calls is because he's trying to sell them like he used to. He's still doing all the acting stuff, which when the refs see that, they think of the new rule change, and they think to not call it. And they think, oh, he didn't get fouled. He was or, just flopping. He, he's got to lay off the selling it a little bit because the refs will call it. I also I also feel like he's he was the statement figure of that rule, him and Trey Young. So I feel like when they don't call it against James Harden, they're showing the league like, hey, if you act like this, it ain't going to be called. Yeah, they're trying to send a message, but I, I think that's kind of – you know, premature and messed immature. Up, messed up to a point because, I don't know, he's still a bucket. Now people, uh, I don't know. The NBA people are so crazily up and down on players and they just, like I have no no doubt that Dame Lillard will end the season shooting above 40% from three. I have, I have no doubt in my mind that he will. He's just, I guess it's taking some people more time. But like Jimmy said, they... It's kind of, like, if you're shooting bad because you're in a slump, okay. If you're shooting bad because you don't like the new ball, that's just, don't say that. You just sound goofy. Dame's teammate, CJ McCollum, is having the career, his like, a career year right now. He's shooting the skin off the ball, and he's playing lights out, and he's carrying Dame. He's carrying him right now, like, to this I, point of the season. This so. is actually getting me pretty fired up because now I'm just thinking about all these things these players could do to get ready for the new ball. I mean, say you have a bad game and you still got a little juice in you, you have access to one of the best gyms in the world to put oh. up 100 shots, 50, 10 shots. 
to get the feel. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it is. If you're in a slump, just say so. At least Paul George didn't blame it on the ball when he was in a slump. And uh, I guess that's what we got for the NBA. I mean, once the season progresses more, we can get into standings, how it's going to match up. Yeah. Maybe once uh, once the NFL season coming to a close, we hit you with some primetime NBA bold predictions. Oh, yeah. You'll definitely see the Christmas Day picks. Yeah, we'll, spring, Thank- we'll start sprinkling more in here and there. We know everyone loves basketball. Everyone loves the NBA and college, too. Well, we got to... We got to get on that. We got to start sprinkling in. We're getting a little lazy on the Instagram. A little lazy with posting. We'll keep the content pumping. Yeah, we don't. We don't mean to be lazy on the Instagram, but I'm, I'm not even being like sarcastic here. Dog Den's got a lot going on. We have so much planned. We're we're planning a lot of content, and um, we do the podcast, vlogs, and now we got to keep up with the Instagram. But it's gonna stop the slack. We're gonna get it going. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be a fun week for Dog Then We hope you tune into everything and uh, you have a good week. See you uh-huh. on Fantasy Football Friday. All right. And uh, take it is. Take it is.